0: Miriam, what an honor, always an honor to have you, always guys. Guys, first of all, thank you for having this class, uh, obviously, on a hectic Wednesday. Um, I think we're escaping and running out of our emotions and running into the Torah today. And I thought, you know what, how can I have this class tonight after this whole day and yesterday and lack of sleep? And I said, this is exactly why we need to do it. We need to, we need to escape from this world and run into Torah. So, Miriam, what an what an honor to have you. I've, I've had you many, many times. We've spoken. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm constantly uh, trying to get you to Miami to work for my facility. You know, that I'm always uh, drafting you, and you're always welcome to come to Florida. Gyms are open. Everything's open. It looks Florida looks a lot better than LA. And um, I, and tonight, honest. Always <laughs> the offers. The offers always there. So, Thank you. first of all, guys, it, it's a it's a tremendous honor. Uh, to have Miriam, obviously, she has an organization called SANE. Um, I'm a big, big supporter of her, of her work. I have all her, literally all her books. And I can tell you, many, many people I've sent her to her, send people to her, and she's really, really, really mastered the, the psychology, the practicality, and the Hasidus, very similar to my teachings, where she's able to blend modern psychology and also Hasidus and make it marriage something that we're excited about instead of uh, something that we're obligated to. And I think that's what I really love about your style—how you 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 make marriage an opportunity, not an obligation. And and your books obviously are phenomenal. Um, I, I understand you just came out with a new one, the the, the new one on mikvah, which we'll discuss afterwards. But just to, to just before we get into today's class, um, the, the three books that we're going to reference today. Well, I'm, going to, I'm going to speak about is it. obviously one of my favorite books of hers is Kindness and Marriage. This is a, a must. You you, ha, you have to read this book. Uh, a lot of her teachings are from the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Um, Kindness and Marriage is a phenomenal book. And the second book that I also, that I, again, that I strongly recommend, Single Married, is definitely David Lieberman's work on Seek Peace and Pursue It. Which is an also, it, it, it's, again, David Lieberman's works are so great because these, it's all strategy, all strategy. You know, it doesn't tell you about this couple had this issue. That couple is, okay, what do I do when I'm in this issue? What do I do when I'm in this issue? How do, how do I properly communicate, which is so wonderful on this one. And obviously, Rabbi Rush's books, The Garden of Peace and The Garden of Wisdom, and all of these books, basically, they're all, they're all must. And, you know, Rabbi Nachman always says something very beautiful that he says, if you do what you did, uh, do what you do at the end, in the beginning. And I think, Miriam, this is something that me and you always get. Okay, my marriage is about to break. Uh, my marriage is, is you know, we're we're, calling, we're we're headed for divorce. What do I do? Or, um, I mean, it's always, I always get the desperation. I never get the guy saying, you know what? My business is, make, my marriage is up... Uh, 100% this year, but last year I wanted to I wanted to be 200% out. We never get that call of the the guy that wants to improve his marriage just for sake of it. We always get the desperation call. So remember, guys, do what you do in the beginning, and there won't be an end. And I think that alone is preventative. I think that's exactly what it alone is it's just how to have the preventative. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about a couple of issues. We're going to talk maybe Miriam two three minutes on each issue. And then we'll go into questions and, and, and et cetera. And to, so we could basically give everybody the, the right mindset on that. So again, her books are, what's your website, Miriam?
1: What's um, your website? I can sh- send it to you. Uh, but it's the, for Saving the shaman Endowment, that one.
0: Okay, but your book, you, yeah. you have all your books here just to maybe just, you wanted yes. to show them to yeah, everybody? Yes,
1: I'll, I'll put it on okay. the link there. Yeah. It's reachingnewheights.com. Okay. Uh,
0: Perfect. But, okay. but I understand. Yeah, a marriage, how many books do you have on relationships and marriage?
1: I have I believe a few, uh, three, right? Three books. One I converted to a universal edition for all people and all, you know, um, religions. So it's not like just Beautiful. Torah, but it's based Beautiful. on a lot of the Torah teachings and a lot of the psychology that's in my other marriage book for a universal edition. And then I have the mikvah book, which is a lot about as I said earlier, preparation, like uh, for the internal, uh, internal cleansing to really be ready for intimacy.
0: Right, beautiful. One what, what of the things, Miriam, that I love about your books, which is you reference in this book, is becoming a vessel for God's light, right? I'm a big, 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 anytime, any strategy that I have Rob Nachman speaks about it is always it's never a lack of light. It's never a lack of uh, I I can't get married because I'm not pretty enough or I'm not successful enough. It's always the it's never the condition that usually we, we make. We make sometimes we make conditions. It's the it's the lack of vessel. And in the, in this book, you 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 say it's so beautiful. You, you're saying here that the higher level of the person's soul, the greater amount of godly light one will receive. And you say here something beautiful that consequently, because that potential is so great, that person is going to have more mental or more issues with anxiety or more issues with with you know all kinds of emotional issues. Doesn't mean that person is crazy. Doesn't mean that person is unfit. Doesn't mean that. It means that person has so much more potential. And I think this is so beautiful because in today's world, oh, my God, I'm going over with a girl who has anxiety. Oh, my God, I'm going on with this. There's, we're so, there's so, people are so quickly to judge and give diagnosis to other people, realizing that that person has tremendous potential and that vessel is just, it's so big that it's got so much, so much, so much obstacles in order to receive it. Explain a little bit about that.
1: Absolutely. Number one criteria in marriage, because most often when we see the negative behavior in the other, we don't realize it's an unrectified energy of holiness that isn't channeled in the right way. Baruch Hashem, we've had several Meetings in your rehab center, and we were talking about how just the people who are most uh challenged with anxiety are the most empathetic people. they have the most empathy they have the most um, sensitivity they they just have such a high level of caring that when the world around them is not so nice or not going the way they think it should be going, you know. Um, it really crashes their psyche. It really breaks their uh, their moods. It just it causes them to want to escape from the pain. So it's really because they're so special and so in caring and, uh, that that it's overwhelming them, and then they want to then escape. So uh, in you know. in all areas, including the way we speak, right. people who have the most challenging uh, oh, challenging, uh, um, unbelievable situations with uh, using their mouth in a most destructive way is because they were so gifted with the power of speech, and so um, they don't really realize that they've been gifted with so much, and they just have to learn how to channel and direct it and and develop it for um, the gift that they've been given. You know, I remember one time right. when I was at a at a uh, bris and the rabbi was saying that uh, we all have the power to fight. You know, that's like a gift of us uh, that is to fight the eight Sahara. And if we're not investing that energy in fighting the eight Sahara, then we tend to use that air element and end up fighting with other people. So it's just because right. it's such a power in us. And when it's untapped, it goes askew and in a direction instead of uh, bringing harmony and unity and uh, to destructiveness now let's actually right. get a little bit of an understanding of like what this air element is that causes us to say things the way we say it and actually leave our mouth as if like we have no control and then we have so much regret well that's the air element within us that's the gift of the life of the breath that Hashem bestowed upon us to use to bring unity and harmony. So someone who has a lot of air element is a type of person that has a little more difficult than the average person to harness and and channel. And, you know, and sometimes people can say things a zillion times, try in different ways, and and, nobody's hearing them. And it's such a challenge for them. And they keep going through the pattern of well, maybe if I say it this way, they'll understand me. If way I'd say it that way, they'll 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 see my needs. I just but the other person can't handle too much air, too much air, too much, you know, nagging as it were. When it's really the other person just yearning and longing for the other person to understand them. So today mm, we're gonna beautiful. first of all really look at the core of the underlying difficulties that we have in our in our challenges of communication Um, it really comes from i need to be understood i need to be heard it's an innate desire that we have but what happens is people don't understand that really nobody can understand you hashem made you unique as much as he's unique and nobody can understand hashem Hashem made this incredible divine plan that you're going to try to use your speech to help people understand you. You're going to like maybe even be challenged, sad, even worse that they're not hearing you. And that's the test so that you will be kind of desperate so that you will turn to God so that Mm -hmm. he can hear you. It's all a plan. And it's all designed. I mean, there's zillions of reasons, like infinite reasons. But one of the main reasons that the other person cannot be heard is because they're just too different. And it's just like it, the radar is so far away from each other that there's, there's a, a difficulty in the connection in the beginning of marriage. Because as time goes by and as the unity grows and as the synthesis of both nishamas connect, by respect and being more quiet, as we'll talk more about that, then the union of the soul becomes more one and then they will eventually understand you and, and there'll be that final feeling of, ah, oh, they more understand right. me. And so that's we, that's want you- the, right, we want the people to hear what we have to say. That's innate in us, but we have to understand there's a certain limit, a cap, of how much we could hmm. say for them to understand this. Because it's not necessarily in what you're saying or how you're saying it, that's really the core problem. And then eventually right. you'll learn how to say and what to say and get to that, like, piece that right. it's okay that they're not hearing me. It's okay that they're not getting me because that's kind of what's meant to be in the beginning, especially. So and I was actually learning
2: year.
1: this book, Rob, anatomy of the soul for years yeah. this is the book how much he goes into some of the speech pathology and how to contain all these holy energies so it will be therapeutic to the other and we'll cover uh, a lot here today so the one thing he does say that was like incredible that if you don't have dust Attached to your speech your voice won't be heard. So you have to ask yourself. What is this DAS? DAS is a type of wisdom that helps you Have the consciousness that everything you say is really because Hashem wants you to say it like that that Hashem's presence is always around you and when when you lack that DAS while you're speaking then it becomes like empty words and the person at the receiving end can't really hear it. So how do you draw this das into your voice? Well, we have to be more and more in tune with our soul. The more we pray, the more we learn, the more we activate this divine consciousness in everything that we do, then we have this power like Adam and Chava is the, uh, the, the epitome of the example of how we have to live our lives when we speak. Adam comes from right. Aleph. The first thing you have to do is dam, be silent. Draw mm-hmm. the in, Think of the wisdom that, 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 that is behind and the holiness that's behind the intent of why you're saying this. Then Chava represents the word to express. Then you'll be able to express right. something. And then more and more the other person will hear you. Right. So more, it's, more
0: it's, importantly, right. So more importantly is, but also to recognize, Marion, that what, again, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing this for four or five years already. And I'm seeing the same patterns. And, and also in my life, it's it, what you were saying exactly. And, and this is the message that, I, that I'm trying to get to people is the lack Hashem has to create a lack in your life, specifically with your spouse, no matter who you are. You're going to complain that she's too emotional, she's too picky, she criticizes you, she does this, she's angry, and that lack itself is so you can fix that speech with your Creator. Now, once you fix that speech with your Creator, the Creator will give give you the knowledge on how to fix that situation. And that's what I'm. I, we're we're shooting the messenger too much. And I'm seeing the pattern that I'm, I'm a very. I'm, I like to look at like okay, I, it's almost like you know, a relationship is almost like a, like a gym. You have to work it. You have to see how can okay, how can I get better? Something's going off. Maybe I'm using the wrong technique. Maybe I'm using the wrong timing. But do not expect to have a situation in your life that there is no lack. And I think. Thinking that you're never going to have a problem—that itself is the problem. That's the first thing we need to get out of this, the Cinderella mindset. Yes, we all have that issue in our spouses—that something we we don't like rooted in the four elements. But don't don't take that lack and say this is a, the relationship is a problem. No, say there's a problem in the relationship, not the relationship's a problem. And then take that lack and use that lack and channel it with your Creator. And that's the whole purpose, like you were saying. Take that speech and elevate it to so your creator, not vent it out to your to your partner. Beautiful. What yeah, do you, I want to I want to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about just so. You, so, what advice is that you have, obviously, for people with resentment? What do you What do you recommend? Obviously, resentment is is probably one of the, the number one marriage killer. And mm-hmm there's no question there's years and layers of resentment 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 which is obviously frozen anger what do you recommend what, what tool do you recommend for people to just let go and obviously some more some obviously the the water signs lead the cancers the the scorpios the the pisces are more emotional in general that they, they have a lot more resentment what do you what, what's your advice for people with resentment what would i tell them 13 attributes of mercy what do you, what, what do you, what's your advice on that?
1: Well, it's interesting. Recently, I, um, I learned something that our sages teach us, that Hashem gave us eyes not to see, and he gave us a mouth not to speak. So the first thing is, like, you have to get the Baal Shem Toh's spectacles on and, like, change the way you're seeing things um, so that to begin with, you'll understand that everything is from Hashem. And if this thing happened through the messenger of this person, then it is a divine gift that, that I am going through this and I'm a chosen one to go through this because through this, we just had partial no, right? Where, I mean, the, the, through the experiences of the crushing uh, experiences like the decaying of, of a seed that ends up becoming a blossom, then there's nothing necessarily to resent and especially when um, you know that you're not 100% okay and you're not, you know, that perfect sadiq, and you haven't rectified all your elements and maybe they are, you know, not as uh, uh, you know, developed spiritually as you and, and so you have to like, as you right. said, mercy on them instead right. and then celebrate you that at least you're not like them and switch it to joy.
0: Beautiful.
1: And so, once you have that, then, you know, you have like the the first class level of the true pleasure in life. Because the true pleasure in life is when you have the power to experience something and be so protected from your das and all the knowledge that you've gathered around you to act as guards to not let what the people or things around you affect you so that you have that ability to be stoic you have that ability to rise above it and say you know i'm not going to let you you know drag me down to your level i'm just going to celebrate me and not in an arrogant way but like thank you hashem that i don't have that you know Rahmanazlan, that they do and really feel the compassion that they're struggling in that way. I think that's 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 that. It's so empowering. It's so freeing. You know, in America, yeah. everyone talks about you know all the amazing gifts that we get as Americans. You know, the freedom of speech. But Jewish philosophy, <laughs> says you have it's the freedom, used, right
0: now, Jews the other the, the wrong right, way.
1: <laughs> right. So you have the right to speak right. That's your right. You know like the whole wow, beautiful
0: ex- Very
1: nice. you know like that's what you want and when you have the power to speak right or to not react you know in a negative way including the not letting yourself to be enslaved by what they did that's the now that's true freedom and when you have that kind of right. true freedom that's where you have happiness as the says who is the happy man slash woman He who knows what to say and when not to say it. So the resentment could then end up leading to saying things and exploding or overreacting to the small things because it's fuming inside of you. So so if you just switch the mindset, then it'll help protect you. The next time around when a disappointing thing happens with your child or even the same person that, right. that did a, a negative thing, you'll have the power to not let it touch you and bother you so I you'll not a, overact beautiful. with your mouth.
0: Miriam, I speak a lot about, obviously, my experience when I was 22 and, and the world that I came from. There's a lot of issues today that are, that are not really talked about in marriage, et cetera, that many therapists will not pick up. For example, I I hate to be so um, PG-13 or whatever you want to call it, but there's a lot of issues where you'll see one partner watching porn and watching things and and unfortunately doing things they're not supposed to, getting certain massages, whatever. Again, we're, we're, we're keeping it real here. And then they're wondering why their marriage is not working, or, or how come what does my pornography issue have to do with my wife? That's something I do privately, and yet they're, they're going to a psychologist, they're going to therapists, and nothing's working. And you know one of the things that Rab Nachman taught me, which is game changer is unfortunately, when you focus on another woman, your wife turns away from you, and the more you focus towards her she comes to you. So it's basically like a magnet. If you go this way, she goes that way. If you go this way, she goes this way. So today, unfortunately, there's a rampant issue with this problem. Yet yeah, people are, the therapists, even rabbis, nobody's even talking about this. So that's the first thing I, I, I ask right away. What are you doing with this department? And unfortunately, that's causing a lot of marriages to be broken. I think the number, some, there's a crazy number that pornography with 60 or 50, 60% in, 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 responsible divorces. How do you, do you ever discuss that with couples? I mean, I mean, I, I, I I'm a very real person. I, I like to get to the point, okay, let's fix this. What do we need to do? I don't care what tell me, everything you tell me everything you're going through and this way I can help you. But I see at the end of the day, when you start unraveling, Hasidic guy with five kids, uh, marriage, losing three kids. And you see it's a pornography addiction. And yet they're trying to work on their shalambhai, but this is like the skeleton in the room that's not being addressed. How do you how do you deal with explain to everybody the effects of that? Even though they they could be very nice to their wife, speaking wise, but in their mind, they have a whole different they have a whole different they have a ruach tuma. Explain to people, explain to, how would you explain that to people.
1: Definitely this is a whole class in and of itself. Um sure. Remember learning Rabbi Label Wolf and and also in Tanya and different places um, that, you know, the thoughts that a person has creates angels and Mm. those angels are kind of with you all the time. So if you have good thoughts, you're Mm. creating very peaceful, loving uh, angels. And if God forbid, or when you act not appropriately, or when you speak not appropriately, but now we're focusing, as you were saying, the thoughts. So even thoughts that you think nobody's going to be affected by, and nobody's actually hearing what's going on in your head, but you're creating these angels. Now they, the other, has angels too. So those angels actually interact with your angels. But if you have a dagger-like angel, then they're you call it a vibe you call it a spiritual energy whatever you call it they feel it right and so then they become more and more unattractive and repelling and it will portray itself in the various ways that you'll say you know why is she acting that way toward me why is she so angry toward me because her angels Are threatened by the others' angels, and so then there's repulsion, and it just becomes worse and worse, as you can imagine. You know, we we're taught that when we speak beautiful words, when we think beautiful things, we wrap around God Aiden, like it's like a, like this amazing like blanket all around us of kedusha. We draw the holy land of Eretz Yisrael when we think, speak, or or think all these, these beautiful idea. things. So so if you're doing the opposite in your own corner of your own domain of your room that you think nobody's like going to be affected by it it's not true you're affected they're affected because the opposite of ganer is what and the opposite of Eretz Yisrael is what it's all negativity that that's going to repel the other and and unfortunately cause a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and a lot of suffering because we all want to feel loved we all it's in our nature to feel one with our spouse and everything has its effect
0: right it also throws off your it throws off your emotions it throws off your energy level um and they feel it i think women you know women have that intuition that they feel this kind of thing on them and so I, I the, the worst thing is is to deal with an issue and not have a clue what the real issue is. And just deal with, oh, she's angry at me. She doesn't like me. She doesn't want to have anything to do with me, but, but look what you're watching all the long
1: Right. And, so- I, and, and
0: what, what what is missing today is, is being people need to be real. People need to be real. I'm 20, let, let's say I'm 23 and I have this issue. I don't want you to tell me, well, why don't you maybe come home hungry? Don't come home hungry. Be nicer to your wife when, when the real issue is, is something crazy. I, I think today we're missing a dose of reality, and maybe that's just my style, but if we really wanna repair things, we, we really need to get to the real issues that were that what's causing us not to have that, that marriage issue, what's causing us not to have.
1: Yeah, and if a person is ruminating and having so much of these resentment thoughts, it's just gonna escalate and cause right. the other to repel, be repelled even more, and instead, meditate on them. Like there's a passage, Yadecha. Hashem. We say it in Ashray, how many times a day. And the Yadecha actually refers to Yudha. Like Hashem, let me like open up my mind to feel uh prayers for right. them. To like ask you to heal them instead of I can't believe and this is I this is disgusting and this is a low life and all kinds of different things that just doesn't really help the situation and actually puts the gasoline on a burning fire and just, just you know, we got to catch the sure. moment. We got to maximize those moments to really help them instead of taking it personally and then like ruminating in such a way that, that it just, right. you know. Goes you know down-
0: you're, you're, read- you're reading that book, The Anatomy of the Soul, which happens to be my rabbi's, my, my rabbi for 20 something years. Which I basically learned everything from, and you're going to see towards the end of the chapter what he says is that really when you're having relations with your wife, what are you really doing? You're taking your dot, and you're really through a zivug, through the through the union, you're transferring really your data to her. So basically, she's just really reflecting your, your, what you've learned that week, what your mindset's that week. So it's like whoever you're you're sleeping with is sort of you're connected to that. You're getting hooked to their knowledge it's a pretty crazy thing that means you're whoever your your mate is is really you're downloading his energy and his thoughts and his his mindset and that's why i never understood you're really not even supposed to make a comment to your wife or anything or criticize because at the end of the day she's really just getting the reflection of what you're giving her which is i thought was f- f- fascinating that means if i'm going to work on my whole week and and and, and let's say I'm more working on my spirituality and I become more, have more faith and more amuna and I'm working on my, on, my, on my own issues. I'm going to basically, through a zivug, through transferring the doc, it goes to her and she's just going to get a reflection of what I, what I'm, what I have.
1: That's it's why really, I say... It's
0: really. It's
1: yeah, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And that's why I really always say, um, we gotta get into the uh, kosher language diet. You know, Rambam says, "Under eat and it's healthy. Under speaking is healthy." Right. You know, there's what's called yeah. the Bris Mila. Under speaking. The Bris Beautiful. Mila Beautiful. is the, the circumcision of the milá, the words. And and in the deeper teachings, our mouth is like the anatomy of a husband and wife. That um, that like. Our words are like seeds and we don't want to waste our words in a way that will become um, unproductive or uncreative mm. and, and, and destroying the spiritual energy of unity and bonding by words that are hurtful. And words that, right. um, you know, uh, can really make a, fer- a person feel like not only not loved, but God forbid, hated. And right. so, um, you know, one time I was at a uh, telephone repair place and AT and T, and they ca- kind of back in the days when you had those flip phones, and they're like telling me and telling me, you're like, you can upgrade, you can upgrade, and I'm like, I can't even deal with this phone. Like I'm very not high tech, okay? And I'm like, it was stressing me out to even think one more thing to learn, and and I'm the, the whole time I'm like, please, please, just I want to upgrade my soul, like. And I'm thinking if AT&T can better their telecommunications, like we have to like upgrade our telecommunications so, sure. because everyone is affected, especially if you have children. You know, if you look at the, uh, the whole story of Abraham and, and Sarah, and it's in this book, uh, The Anatomy of the Soul. And Abraham represents the soul and Sarah represents the, bod- uh, the body. And Abraham is like begging, you know, like, uh, when they're going into the, in the, in the exile, and that whole experience of them going into the exile represents when there's laxity in spirituality. And if you look at the word Sarah, it represents the mouth that speaks because the mouth is a minister. She's the ruler. So Abraham is begging Sarah, like, please, please tell them you're my sister. It'll be good for me. Meaning, please, please, like use your mouth in a good way. Because right otherwise we're gonna be enslaved and it's gonna be bad for me, meaning me, the me, the soul, is just gonna lose its power. And 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 the whole story of of the the Pharaoh, if you look at the right. word pharaoh is para. And that is the mouth that's that's rotten, that's not good and 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 like in order to be able to get out of this enslaved state we have to understand that our mouth has the power of creation just the way god created the world and just like he rested from speaking and on the seventh day he created speech when he (laughs) then we can create more peace Close your mouth, right. By being with a kosher language diet, by circumcising the amount of words that we say. And I I listed a bunch of tips here because I don't know how much we're going to have time. There's so much more to say, but I want to at least start with one. First of all, if you're going to criticize, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. it. I, I almost in every class say this because it's so easy for us to criticize. Why do we not do it? Because it just doesn't work. In, Especially instead, if it's model, a projection,
0: right? Yes. Especially if it's usually a projection. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just model the communication that you want and and don't boss around and don't rule over. Let them speak. Listen. Um, because nobody likes to be bossed around, actually. And And when you're seeing different things, try to... Refrain it. Like for instance, it happens all the time in marriages. The husband makes an effort to help in a certain way. She's not happy. He didn't do it the way she wanted, it. and she said it. It should be this way, and this way, and that way. And then she just goes and her and tells him as is. Like, but it's, he's not going to know if I don't say it. You just blasted the opportunity for the next time for him to really want to help you. You know. So we have to praise and praise and praise. And right. if right. we're going to say something and we're going to refrain it, the, you know, the science behind the way we receive words, you won't believe. Uh, I read it in the in the positivity bias book. I highly recommend this book. Incredible book of how to like change your whole way of speaking. But we're taught that one word that you hear, one word that you see, your brain is going haywire. Your, Uh, amygdala is like on that like fear, fear, anxiety it's just one word that you hear or which you see I have to see which if the book was here one second, oh so many books around here, okay a positivity bias and he was explaining how powerful that one word has to change your brain chemicals so right away if you're shooting down the person that was trying to help you instead like for instance with children you're, you're you're gonna say no don't don't stop jumping you're commanding them you're, that word stop is for them so instead you say a positive way uh trampolines are made for jumping so the no is not there or for instance the children have to go uh, and they ask you can we go to the park you're not gonna say no we have to have hmm. dinner you're gonna say yes but not now now we're going to have a fun time at dinner so it's how you say the same thing that changes the whole energy of what their brain is going to be able to receive the brain cannot receive commands the brain cannot receive criticism the brain cannot experience a negative command because it just goes shut down but if the command is yes you're already starting with that later. Like you could say, "Honey, um, you have a choice." Like because they they have to go to bed, so you say, "You have a choice. Put your pajamas on first, or brush your teeth." Now they have a choice. But if you say, "You have to get off the computer. You have to do this. You have to," they're not gonna want right. to hear it. They'll go like this. So you can tell your husband, "Honey, you have a choice. Buy me a new shade or a new car." <laughs> but you know, you have to be creative in your way. Of right, the your way you knees. say it. But it's how sure. you say it that's going to massage the situation and make them be able to more hear it, meaning their brain will be more capable of hearing
0: and it. The t- and the t- rather- also the time, the mood, the time, the mood, the setting. I always do my yeah. negotiations when I go out to dinner. You know, <laughs> that's what I do my negotiations, but never in the, never in the middle of an argument, obviously. So also the time also, I, I see a major difference, the mood, and obviously how you say it, 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 it it's, it's the key. Because that's why, again, when one of the things I tell people when I'm trying to help them, I tell them, listen, after I, sp- I speak to you, tell your wife that Gadaya told you that you, are, you did everything, you, you completely were wrong on everything, and she's right on everything. Because if I get him to say that, at least all of a sudden she's engaged instead of saying whose fault, my fault, your fault, you get me? We have to use sometimes these things in order just to, to, to break the pattern of this, of this hate and negativity. So I always tell people, listen, go in there and tell her I told you that you're the, you're, you, you're the worst <laughs> and you need to fix everything. And I think, I, I think a woman likes to see it. Per- sometimes a woman likes to see a guy just admitting and saying, you know, I made a mistake. You know, but let me ask you a question. What do you, what do you, what do you recommend? Oh my God, I lost the question. I lost the question. How much do you, I believe, as far as me, I get to know the sign of the person, the the actual sign, the Scorpio, just for the character. And I've recognized, and I've gone, I wrote a book on Mastering Relationships by um, Mordechai Weinberger, and and I read many, many, and I see once I get to know where they're rooted from, it, it changes completely my approach, it changes how I see them, even with my employees. If I get to know their, their birth sign, just to see how they're wired in their brain, I see it makes night and day, because you'll deal with a person, like for example, an air sign, you can't t- trap them in, you gotta let them flow. But if you tell an air sign what to do, he won't do it. You could tell an earth sign to do it, because he's more structured, he doesn't care so much. He's structured, but the way the 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 personalities, I I've, I've spent so much time on that, and I and I've really gotten tremendous results. Do you ever recommend that to your customers, like get to know what what their sign is and and how they're wired?
1: Absolutely. You know, I I also like the book called The Five Languages of Love. I think it's mm, that mm. book. And it it talks about like different, you know, personalities that love something more than the other. So one personality loves the touching, and another personality loves the acts of service. Another personality loves and loves words of affirmation and praise. And so there's so many different, you know, um, there's the someone loves the receiving gifts, and another one, um, but whatever these five which I just mentioned right now.
2: Love. Everyone right.
1: does love the love language of love. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it, it does something. It does something when you understand that maybe they like more touch than what you like, more service. But, but right. we're here. Lashana Kodesh. This is the, the tongue that's holy. You know, the Hebrew language is Lashana Kaddish. Like We have to like, know that it's so holy when we say words of love. Uh, and, and bring unity and, um, and, and bring more kindness in the relationship. And actually this week's Parsha, it says that, uh, you know, and Hashem came down, uh, and it came from this book actually, amazing book also. It's a, a bit complicated, like all the uh, deep mystical teachings, but, but, oh my gosh, I'm just going to little, okay, I'll read it. It's the words of the living God. By uh, um, Yitzhak David Wachar, and I'm just going to read you some of the pasukim. Um, he does not behold with his eyes the sin of Yaakov. This is the, the meaning. He literally does is not aware. He takes no notice. Another, and this is from Eov, And then he brings down from. Uh, uh, he sees no iniquity, but takes no notice. Similarly, we find from Habakkuk, he sees iniquities, oh, I'm sorry, you are of the eyes that are so pure to look upon anything negative. Why am I saying this? Because when you see that God doesn't want, he's so pure, he doesn't want to see the negative of anybody. He doesn't want his roving eyes to go from here and go look at there and go look at here. Because if you protect your eyes, from seeing all the negative that someone's doing, then you have more power in in speaking more positively. And if Hashem has a benevolent eye and he's training us and he says, walk my way, talk my talk. Like, you know, I'm not going down to see the negative. I have two pure eyes. You too work on being more pure with your eyes so you don't see it. So then you don't have a desire and and a need and an incessant like, Energy of you to prove that you're right, or that it has to be this way, or if it's not, and it's the end of the world, and it all begins right. with us. It's Maybe how you some, see some it. of the
0: issue, right? Some of the issues that people are having um, is that, which again, I, I understand them, but I, I see it's causing sometimes a, a little bit of an issue. Obviously, the you know when they meet somebody, they obviously want to get physical on that, that side in order before they get to know them but I, I it's, I'm telling them that's usually the opposite you have to get to know them first then to get physical when you get married so explain to people how much getting too physical before they get married has an effect on whether that relationship's even stays and I've seen that when they get too physical before the marriage they they it just it creates klipot, it creates negative energy and then usually they don't end up in the right in the in the they don't end up usually in the chuppah. But when they when they're able to get to know each other and they're able to connect themselves in their soul state, then at the end of the day, that 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 engagement has a better chance of making it than when it starts too physical. Explain to them yeah. maybe the mechanics behind that.
1: So there's like two things. Anytime a person engages in anything that is unholy, it metamtem, you're dust. Okay. And the the power of your soul is in your mind. So then you begin to mess with the energies of feeling attracted to the soulmate that this may be. So it has an effect on so many levels that then you become desensitized to the real Mm. spirit of the other.
2: You become blocked.
1: You become buried. You become stone-hearted. You become... I don't want to go more because we just heard, when we hear we, we, yeah, the language of sure, sure, sure. going to make you, and, and people will just want to walk away from this. So uh, you get the picture. No,
0: it no, has, it's not. Miriam, Mar- 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 we, we, we talk about these words because we, we have to speak about these things just so people yes, are know. aware that these are the I issues. Know. Believe me, Miriam, Mar- seeing somebody 35, 36 guys single and not having a clue why they're not getting married, you have to speak their language. And this is something that unfortunately I do because I want to get people married and I want to get people done, done the goal and this is something that I really really work on um, Mary what, what do you advise for girls practically to get married I know the men's the men's job is sanctifying the the the, the bridge and 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 working on confidence and all that but what do you what do you recommend for the, the, the ladies what, what could they practically do to get married this is something that I, I've, I've tried to get you know sources but I, I I haven't seen that many sources. What could they practically, except for prayer can change of. What could they practically do to attract their soulmate as far as women?
1: In regards to how they speak on the dating, so they'll know how to say it and what to say in that, in that regard. So I would say. No, 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 no. That, just
0: in general. What, what, not even during the date, even, even behind the scenes. What could they do? What, what right. could they do? Maybe keep Shabbat. What, what do you think could, could help them attract? This is a question that I get a lot.
1: Right, um, You know, they say when you pray for somebody else that you're answered first. Like, if you do, okay. you know, uh, some time of uh, effort to help people find their shidduchim, um, then Hashem, you know, repays the, the kindness. You know, he doesn't, you know, he has a debt to pay and he doesn't like being in debt either. So the more we do for others, I find, tzedakah has an incredible power to... Mm-hmm. Transform, um, you know, a a decree, or you know, um, actually rectifying the the way you speak also draws a lot of person. Rebbe says, "Oh, you don't know when you refine the way you speak, you open so many channels for blessing." Um, when you do Mistress Nefesh, which is called self sacrifice of Sadaka, self sacrifice of refining your speech, self sacrifice to doing another to him, that changes your right. mazal. And that comes from the whole story of Saddam the, the, and how right. the destruction came about because this woman did acts of kindness at the risk of her life. She knew that if she was going to uh, take care of the wafer, the stranger, because it was against the law to give any kind of kindness to anyone. And she went out and did it. And she knew. So the teaching goes, this is the Alta from Luka Teh Torah, that the reason why the, the din came to the world was because of her self sacrifice to do an act of kindness. No Um, nothing can stop your prayers. It goes straight to Shemayin, because normally prayers go in a roundabout way, kind of like from here to there. And so when you do self-sacrifice of kindness, then you can change a mazal. You can get your prayers answered so expediently. So do more acts of kindness and whatever decree you can annul by doing that. That would be my number one go-to.
0: Right. Miriam, sometimes self sacrifice could be a for a person to keep Shabbat if they are alone if they're alone. Yes, and they never exactly. Whatever
1: that's difficult yeah. for them and they press their soul to do it. Right. Whatever that is difficult for you. Correct. It takes you out of the mazalot, as it were. And and gotcha. it changes. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: So self sacrifice <laughs> changes it gets you out of the 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 mazalot and, and nature. Beautiful, beautiful. That's a great advice. And I never I never saw that angle. Beautiful. Yeah. Because, again, there's such a crisis with the Shidduchim. There's so many single guys and girls waiting. And and, and it's just it's something that it, it really bothers me. And I'm married. Listen, I'm married with five kids. Thank God I'm very happy. But it really bothers me, the amount of requests that I get for Shidduchim. And I feel helpless at times. And I said, listen, what can I talk about? Am I saying the right things? And thank God I've helped a lot of people get married. But still, there has to be more um, more awareness of of something, something is off, something is off that's causing, what do do you think about being too picky, obviously, on a date? I think that's, that's, I I see that too much.
1: um, Honestly, it's not their fault, you know, because as you get older and older, I think we discussed this in one of our other classes, and um, you get wiser and wiser, and you see more things, and you see more... Challenging marriages that ended up in divorce mm. or your own family dynamics as you get older. it just it's harder to jump and So mm. I think you know, we have to understand What's that your advice? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's not easy. What's your advice? My advice is to jump like a nachshon, you know, like I tell people when you have a baby <laughs> You're jumping to have a baby. You don't know if that baby's right. gonna be healthy. You don't know it's gonna be a brat <laughs> the biggest brat you don't yeah. know but you jump. You got to jump. So you got to deal with what Hashem gives you. So you jump right. and, you know, and you and you try your best to have faith and and know that anyone you do choose, it will have its challenges, but that you're going to work through it and you're going to end up having, um, you know, the best. Uh, outcome with your emuna and your bitachan, like in your faith and and your miracle mindsets, and drawing down, the, you know, ch- changing even their mazal.
0: Amen. So, Uriel, I think we'll we'll, we'll start taking questions now, if you want, because this is where we can we'll have a good ten fifteen minutes for people to ask questions, sure, on so, specific topics.
2: Miriam, you mentioned. Uh... The kavanah of, of understanding Could uh, you go over that, please? Yes,
1: because I didn't finish. Yeah, good that she paid attention. Yudcha actually is yadcha. Yudcha meaning yadcha, right? The yud, the yud, the Hebrew language of uh, in the uh, of the letters is um, yud. So yudcha is yadcha. So we're not going to say only open your hands, but open Yud, which is chokhmah. Please, God, help Mm. this person open up their mind. Let their godly Mm. soul be more on fire. So the more, instead of ruminating, I can't believe he did this, I don't deserve it, what I did not do for him. (laughs) You're losing the opportunity to say a prayer for them and say, please, (laughs) Hashem, open the Yud your yod that will open his yod or her yod so she will be closer to Hashem so he will be more refined so he'll be more of a godly person and so we have to seize the moment instead of wasting it away on all these negative things that end up causing us to have these negative feelings which ends up causing us to have negative reactions including not speaking so positively unfortunately you know, and we have to really be like, 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 catch ourselves in midstream, as it were, and say, "No, I'm not going to allow this hoodlum thought get in my head. and I'm going to be the boss mm-hmm. of my state of mind. Go to a different state, but this is my state of mind, and I'm going to bless that person. I'm going to beg Hashem for that person. And the teaching is, if you beg Hashem for His sake not because you want an easier life with this person you want this person for his sake to be another walking torah to be another example of a mensch to be an example to your children that's why so when you beg hashem for his sake it's a guarantee you're gonna get salvation you're gonna get help how long we're not god we don't know but we have to do our part we just really have to do our part
0: Beautiful. Next question, real
2: Okay, uh, Gedalia, could you talk about uh, kedushat brit and brit kodesh? Some people want to know what that is.
0: Right. That that's basically man being able to hold his sperm and not not obviously dozerelabatolah, which is spilling seed in any way. Obviously, this is one of these are one of the causes that can affect a person spiritually, such as depression, such as you know. We have a class in Tikkun to if, if you want to listen to it, it's, it's a little bit lengthy. It's not something to answer in two, or three minutes, but it's mostly men um, spilling seed. That would be how, how a person can protect his, his Brit. But if you want a, cl- a full long class, look at the Tikkun you could post it a real, and you could send them exactly what we're talking about. Reb main emphasis is, if, you, if a person is able to fix that department, that's going to help him attract his wife. But if there's a blemish in that department, that causes his wife to go the other direction. So that's why I speak so much about, you know, when we speak about divorce and how, how, why did all of a sudden, you know, a religious woman with four kids legal guy doesn't make sense. Things don't make sense. So these are the things that, that we speak about, that the man's job is to be able to obviously hold on to that and, if he has a mistake with that, he can rectify that. But if there's an, a, a situation where that's not worked on, that could really cause legal uh, game and marriage and, and potential, unfortunately, future, future. It could affect your dating life and it could affect also your marriage.
2: OK, the next question is, how could I manage to know how to use my energy? When to act from Chesed, Gevurah, Tiferet in regards to a relationship? Go ahead, Miriam. Go ahead.
1: Yes, so, um, you know, we have to follow God's lead, and he's so chesedic. So, you always want to err on the side of being more chesedic than gavura, for sure. And gavura is a chesed, by the way, you know. Gavura, the restraining Mm -hmm. and and having to say no is a chesed. Like, imagine children want ten pieces of cake. You're saying no, but it's really a chesed. So, it's all chesed. But... Um, but definitely, always err on the positive of more chesed
0: than not. But you have to be careful with the. You know, I think she was referring. When, when do you? How would you, if you have to? If there's an, a, a situation that a person is being enabled, you know, you know, I have a, I have a couple that her husband has an addiction issue. That's where you need gavura and tell them, listen, you need to fix this, or we, or we, or obviously our marriage is an issue. So there's times where you do have to use gavura when that need is, 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 is unfortunately has to have to.
1: Kindness. <laughs> kindness. You won't exactly. believe the stories that I have, the most unbelievable situations where everyone would like like shoot me, like for saying, no, be even kind to that kind of person. They'd be, are you crazy? Again, but yeah, there's always borders, but it, you can't imagine the miracles with kindness even the most wretched situations, and with strength, not as like kindness as in desperation, not in kindness because you're scared, not in, not in kindness because of, um, you know, enabling. It's a, it's a strength of kindness to say, this is my solid rock commitment. And and when I have to use the Gavura, it is kindness. Like, and not see it-, it, kindness, it sure. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. I'm saying you can also use Gavora to restrain from saying some from, from saying the wrong words.
1: Absolutely. That's also gevura, yes. no? Sure. Yes. Oh my goodness, there. You know. Or we're not
0: criticizing. You need Gavora, You need strength not to criticize. You need strength not to say what's really on your heart, on your mind sometimes. That's also Gavora. So right. you're using Gavora with a person's own speech.
2: Right.
0: What's the next question, Ariel? Okay.
2: This person wrote, I am a very high Nishama with lots of creativity and talent. Every day I go to work and deal with gashmiot and secular people. Uh, because I am sp- I'm, I'm, I'm special, I feel the vibes that people give off and I don't appreciate it. The negative vibes. How do I deal with this? Did I hear
1: correctly vibes or yeah. advice?
2: Vibes, vibes. How do I deal with the negative vibes that people pass on to me?
1: That's a whole class, but my goodness, my going. You have to hear this. It changed my life. It's from Heihatsu, a teaching of the Hasidic dynasty of baseless hatred. You exist done. That creates jealousy. That creates you're invading their space. That creates radar of rejection. There is such a powerful, coming from the world of Tohu, a very high spiritual energy mm. that Chesed and Gru'er could not get together. Because you exist and they exist, They it's just threatening their existence and no reason. And then if you're creative and a genius or succeeding, forget it. It's a fact of the natural order of life. We have to accept it. We have to realize the challenge for where it's coming from, we should not feel threatened by it because what we have to say to ourselves, what Tohu and and what couldn't congeal and unite up in the higher world, me down here can do that by accepting that they have their challenges and they have their right. radar up and I will not take it personally and I'll understand that and then I can rise above and then they feel it. They feel the truth of you not rejecting them because they rejected you.
0: Right, that's the most important, right? Beautiful.
1: And then, like all of a sudden, what couldn't be done in the higher worlds is being done right here because you accepted them that they didn't accept you. It's okay, and you understand the yep. source of it. You understand it's nothing to do with you. You just threaten their existence because you exist. Period. Oh, it is so redeeming. I can't tell you. Oh my gosh. If you know the history of my whole life, you would understand why I, when I learned that. I just, it freed me from the toxicity. We always say, right? right. And we said it before, you know, it, it's, it's, it's so toxic when people are, 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 are so judgmental and, and so jealous, but it's part of the nature of their tikkun that right. they have to go through that they're going to have to get out of somehow, hopefully in this Chikun and this, and that's it, the end is the Sham. I hope that was helpful. Like it you helped know,
0: me. You know, one of the things Rav Nachman says in wisdom is that the whole world is full of strife, that even if you want to have peace in your own house and peace in your own life, you're still going to get drawn into negativity in life. And no matter who you are, where you are, if you want to try to be Switzerland and be the nicest guy in the world, you're not safe from permanent, you're not safe from peace.
1: Yeah. So,
0: once I heard that and he says he has a whole Tikha on there in, in wisdom, that the world is full of strife. So the, the whole point is what he's telling you, the day passes by, people die every day, but move on with your life. Don't 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 major minor things. Don't give away your energy. I think that's what Miriam's saying. Don't, don't get stuck in, in thinking about these if thinking about them for five minutes is already too much. That means people go, people come, things happen, you won't be in the same world you will be tomorrow. who knows what will be tomorrow. Live in the moment, and then people people don't bother you as much.
1: Absolutely. We got to yeah. be free. Unreal.
2: Next question. Yeah, you got to be free. Okay. Next question. What if you're trying your best in your marriage, and your wife shows her anger by being physical and, and fighting with you, and the husband doesn't hit back?
1: First of all, he has a lot of credit up in Shemayin. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, well, first of all, she could be uh, lacking B6, B12. She could be lacking in nutrition. She could be um, sensitive with high, um, it's called uh, intolerance, uh, high glucose intolerance. And she be, might be eating very wrong foods that she's allergic to, that's just causing the brain to like um, you know, like overreact. She could have a lot of trauma in her mm. childhood. But she also is a very fiery temperament. And that is, she's a very holy soul. She will excel in such ways once she learns how to channel it. So hopefully you'll get the marriage book and she'll read that fire, water, air, and earth element. And she'll realize, oh my gosh, I'm so holy. And she'll learn how to channel it. And you'll be there to support her. Please, God. But talk about that you're not doing anything back. Oh my goodness. What a... that is a schuss that everyone oh, is telling But um, make sure yeah, to, yeah. to not um, do things that will trigger her. Like get to know her. What makes her tick? What triggers her? I'm not saying it's your fault, but minimally get to know what for sure could avoid the next flare You know, like, you know, you, you see a person knocking against the wall, knocking against the wall, knocking at... And you're just like, hello, you know, there's a knob there, like open the knob and you'll open the door. So like, you might try this and you might try that, but like maybe learn her ways a little bit to soften her triggers and then don't do them. Like, so that at least it'll minimize it until she does get help. And please tell her to get help.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I think she needs help. I mean, throwing things, I think that, I think she needs help. Maybe she's Moroccan, who knows? Just kidding. <laughs> I'm yeah. throwing something oh, yeah. I use actually. So it's, a, it's, a form, it. It, it, it's a form of affection by the way <laughs> go ahead you know there yeah. was
1: a story when the when the people were going to like Times Square and um, they would question the Rebbe like you know people are so angry at us like maybe we should walk away and not do it because you know what mm-hmm. the most angry ones are the ones that are going to love how- yeah the highest ones right. Like, right so like there's yeah, something so not. holy there. We just have to get them help to learn yeah. how to unravel that gem that's kind of buried.
0: Maybe she's overwhelmed with the kids and, and you're not helping her. Maybe she's got too much, you know, build up uh, you know, uh, epidemic fever. And who knows?
1: Right. Especially Sometimes nowadays. Sometimes bacteria in maybe the teeth. There's so many variables. It could be she has yeah. endpoints thfr in her blood like and there's you know you have to go to a professional and that's why i do cbtt which is like a holistic like approach to looking at everything that might be um you know causing so in this book like and i bring it to you so if you read it you don't even have to call me because i'm overdone and over over busy with people i I make everything free everything available so you could be your own you know but But the, the point is, is you don't know. It could be a spiritual factor. It could be a diet factor. It could be a blood factor. It could be hormones. It could be a, 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 something in our tooth. It's a bacteria that can cause that much uh, problems in our bloodstream that ends up causing you more anger. But typically, it's a spiritual factor. That's the main thing. And yeah. everything else, it has to be investigated, though. Right.
2: Now, Next question? Yeah, so the... The same question was asked on the reverse. What if the man hits the husband back, should the woman defend herself? I, I think she should do more than that.
0: If the man hits the woman?
2: Yep, yeah, that's the question. Yeah,
0: I, no no comment there. Yeah, that's not good.
1: Seek professional help. Don't seek, do seek this by help. yourself. Yeah. This is, yeah this is, and I'm telling you, so many of my clients only one of them went my way because a lot of times the spouse didn't. And even though the other was the main problem, but just refining yourself and how you dealt with it, they turned the corner and it was incredible. The, the other person never got help. Never, mm-hmm. You can't even imagine, but seek help.
2: Yeah.
0: This is not something to do by yourself. Don't no, do honestly. it alone. No.
2: Okay, how do you deal? I'm happy
0: also. You should have to help.
2: Go ahead. How do you deal or behave in a relationship in which one spouse is in the process of t- teshuvah and the other is not?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> very I common know, issue. Personal stories from the Lubavitcher Rebbe that he said that you know Sarah Carmeli, amazing. She also wrote a book, many books and her encounters with all kinds of people who are all, all, but she actually tells about her own personal story that she wanted to be more religious. She wanted to cover her hair. And every time she would personally ask the Rebbe, I want to cover my hair. I want to be more religious. And the Rebbe would say, shalom bias is more important. Don't cover your hair. 10 years. Oh. And she was a Rebbe in teaching. She wanted to cover her hair. It was so uncomfortable for her. Like the Rebbe would tell her, wow. don't cover your hair for Shalom bias is more important.
2: Beautiful.
1: Make God on your uh, like kind of like on their side like show them that I care about you more than the spirituality and show them that they come first. Show them that you're such a Mensch because of God, then they will like God. But if you yeah. make God an enemy and you make God the enemy that's gonna tear the relationship apart, they will never wanna walk your walk. And they will never want God forbid, never say never. Right. But it'll be that much more difficult and that much more of an energy of God is the enemy and I don't want anything. Demonstrate,
0: to do not demonstrate, not instruct, basically. Demonstrate, don't instruct. Yes. I think that's what she's trying to, to say. <laughs> oh, real. There's a question from I believe a Rebecca from Facebook Messenger. Yeah, yeah. you want to just take a question?
2: Uh, sure. Since, since there is a time for everything, such as a time to give and a time to restrict, how do we know when to restrict when we are hurt by our spouse, but still, but still stay connected for the sake of Hashem's name? For example, after my Moroccan spouse gets mad at me out of nowhere and says helpful, h- h- uh, hurtful things, how do I still c- stay connected with him But show him that's not acceptable.
0: Well, you're up at three o'clock in the morning. I mean, she's up at three o'clock in the morning listening to this class. So obviously, you're very close to God. This issue is definitely bringing you closer to God. Nobody would listen. Nobody would wake up at three o'clock in the morning to listen to this class unless it's something in your heart that you really need. That you're really working on. And I think, I think that itself is the point. The fact that you 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 chose you. You're, you're running to God. You're trying to fix it, whatever you can do. But you're using a humble approach on what you can do to, to, to get closer to your creator and, 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 and to fix your, your mindset instead of saying it's all his fault. So I think that alone, the approach itself is phenomenal. I mean, I, I think you're going to get results because of the way you approach it. And, and obviously, the, you, know, you have to understand what, what's going on in the world today. And obviously, Mary will answer that. People are holding on, on to a lot of stress and 99% of the things has really nothing to do with you. And I always give the example, when I'm having an issue with my wife, next thing you know what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna yell at my, at my coworker. And the next thing you know, my coworker is gonna yell at her husband and then her husband's gonna yell at the kids. We're just transferring energy back and forth. And really, it had nothing to do with my coworker. I just came in, I didn't, I didn't deal with it the right way, I took it personal, I got angry. All of a sudden I take the anger I just channel it out. So you have to, rec- get to recognize that it's, it's, it's only most of the times we really just take things way too, too personal. And we can either fire, we can either blow that, it could be done in five minutes, that argument, or we can continue to feel it holding on and transfer it to everybody else. So, go ahead, Mary. I,
1: I can add one simple thing that can really help you understand and hopefully everybody else is that when you say anything that's negative to the other person, their radar, the way they are interpreting is, is Hmm. don't be. It just, how many places I've read, people can't handle criticism. They just can't. It's like, it's just taking the plug out of them and like a balloon popping it and be the example say less and with time their soul will be more like you and then organically it will happen without you having to i want it this way you're not doing it that way and it's just shooting arrows you have to understand they're interpreting as it you're an idiot you don't know you're a loser that's how they interpret every single word of criticism so more love them, praise them, cherish them, even if it's like you know, you have to do for your children. Your children are not easy to be with sometimes and they did really nasty things, but you say, I love you, sweet dreams. Okay, you have to tell them, you have right. to explain them a certain way, but the majority of time you're giving them love because you understand they're a child and they're not fully developed yet and you understand it and you don't take it personally. Right.
0: That's well, yeah.
1: And without was, taking it like, personal
0: it's very hard to get to the other steps right ma'am? yeah yeah i mean you can't get to the other steps unless you you find a way to recognize that it has nothing to do with you hurt people hurt. that's the bottom line nobody would ever yell at somebody else unless they they themselves are not in a good state your mood is a shadow of your self-esteem you reflect onto others how you feel about yourself so really the really i mean and I, i've gone very deep into this concept and it's changed my life obviously when i recognize Whatever happens to me, it's not about me all the time. And, I, and, and that's what humility is all about, not making everything about you. To recognize that person's yelling, that person's screaming, that person's that what does that have to do with me? Like you're gonna to see today, what's going on with all the rage in the world, everybody's just dumping, dumping stuff on everybody else. But you don't have to get caught up in that. That's the whole key
1: especially now especially like everyone yeah is suffering exponentially out. men are yeah. freaking out how they're gonna make the money how they're gonna make the ends yeah. meet so much pressure Women are freaking out because how am i gonna deal with everything and the children at home yeah. with the zooming and the this everyone is in a state of so much of pressure and yeah. it's and there's it's a, lot the it's a lot of pressure a lot of pressure so we need to yeah. unite and be a cheerleader for one another, to be of support because of what's the challenge before us, to be the example if they are not. Uh, you can rely on me, even in your head, you're saying, wow, I don't even think I can rely on them, but I'm going to be the example to show them what it is to be a reliable to be of support, to be of loving uh, and, and and kind, even in the midst of all this craziness that we're going uh, exactly. in our life right now. Okay.
0: What's the next question? We, we'll, we'll take a few more and then we'll, we'll stop.
2: What is the Jewish view of pregnancy? Curious, what can a pregnant woman do to have a successful child based on
1: spiritual principles of Judaism? That's beautiful. I remember Rabbi Ginsberg's book oh, amazing teachings you know that when you're you know a woman has the power like she has like stronger like loins as it were she's built with the ability to carry the man's seed and bring it to fruition so the more she actualizes her dreams uh, and it's in the book called i think it's right actually here body, mind, and soul, Rabbi Ginsburg, and he teaches how, like the more you actualize your dreams, like you actualize being more kind, that's the dream state, the, the Mashiach state, the gaulidic state, the redemptive state, the more you work on refining every part of you, and, and it's like fulfilling the creation, then you're increasing your chances to bring this uh, birth to fruition. So the more you birth yourself, the more spiritual energies that come into your womb and give the spiritual, physical blessings for that baby to be able to be brought to birth. And definitely, um, you know, the more you visualize uh, and connect to the faith of Hashem for His sake, that this baby should be healthy and strong, Again, a guarantee that Hashem will give you extra salvation to make sure everything goes a kovetzedik, as he say.
0: Amen. Rav Nachman refers to also saying Psalm 100 a lot. It's more That's also very beneficial for it. an easy pregnancy um, because it has the concept of gratitude and praise. And usually, anytime, anytime that we're dealing with any situation that it's overwhelming. And we're in pain. One of the best ways to get rid of the klipot and to get rid of the negativity is by praise and gratitude. So Psalm one hundred is definitely a a big, a big uh, segula for a pregnant woman. Ariel, we'll take one more question, and I'm going to wrap it up.
2: Yeah. So in regards to going to couple therapy, what if the wife refuses to go to therapy with the
1: husband? Um, There's a lot of like new age. Um, therapies right now um, 3D therapy actually and energy healers um, but and all these things can be of help but you also can be your own energy healer upon the other there are so many places in different teachings that um, for instance uh, again actually the same ashray that if you stop there the the, the uh, uh, sixth pasuk in Ashra, and you stop there and you meditate and you contemplate that they will come closer to Hashem and they will be ready to go to therapy. There's a deep mystical power in that that prayer. And there's many prayers. And I actually mentioned a lot of that in my meditation book, The Power of Prayer Meditation, that, that can unravel and redeem their soul there's another pasuk that says that um which is with compassion right. as yaakov represents compassion you have the power to redeem the abraham in them the love of hashem because abraham represents chesed the love that's buried deep within us so our mindsets can undo and melt away their klepas and their like barriers Beautiful. that are drowning them. We have a power that we don't tap into. Our, I mean, right. we all see it in science. You know, the, remember the water molecules when they bless the water, it grew. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. so many studies. The rats that were really not uh, <laughs> stupid. Right. They, they, they gave one set of rats. They said they were, you know, low IQ, and, and they told this group that this is high IQ. They were the same rats. But the ones they thought they were low IQ, they failed the test. And the ones that they thought Ki'ilu, they were high IQ, whoo, passed the test beyond the average. Right. It's it's all in our mind. We have the power. We can think positively. We can do these meditations, these prayers, and we can feel the compassion toward them. And we have Gu'ula for them as well.
0: Rabbi Rush uh, recommends that You speak to Hashem for 20 minutes to 30 minutes and only talk about the good things that they have in them. So again, same concept of zamra, exactly. Only, only point out the positive things in them, and whatever you focus on in life, you will see. And through that positivity, eventually you'll be able to break the negativity. I've worked out, I've done it myself, where I've had situations in my life where certain people have ticked me the wrong way, and it's because I'm viewing them the wrong way. So what I did is I changed my lenses. I put on the Azamra uh, lenses, and I focused only on the good points that they do, not the resentment and the hate and the anger and the anger. And you, and you would see the difference yeah. in, the, in the person, in the energy level. It's, it's a whole different, vibe. and I'm telling you, and, and we know, because thoughts are energy. Thoughts are vibration of energy. So you can't expect, you're thinking that this person has done all this wrong to you. They're feeling it, you're feeling it, building the tension in the air, and you can't expect to speak defeat to and expect to win. So what you do is you have to change the term, term, speak positivity, speak, speak, bring good energy in the house. And all of a sudden you will see the difference in that situation. All right. Aurel, we're going to stop here because it's my bedtime, obviously 10 o'clock.
2: Could we just go through all the books mentioned quickly? People want to know the names of the books.
0: Sure. Um, Miriam.
1: So this This, is the one on marriage, kindness and Ah, (laughs) thank you. Really. Thank you. you
0: You see all my notes. This is my, uh, this is what.
1: This is the prayer and meditation book, which I was talking a lot of the meditations of how to help the other as well as yourself. Um, This one, oh yeah, this one is the English Universal Edition of Kindness in Marriage. And this one is the Health and Happiness, um, talks a lot about CBTT, Cognitive Behavioral Torah Therapy, a very holistic, not just the you know, uh, not just what it seems to be more than you can imagine. Um, and then there's the mikveh book. Uh, well, I just, it was here. You
0: did a, you did, you did such a beautiful job with the mikvah book.
1: It really was a miracle. I have to tell you, where is it? Beautiful. Right? That's so strange. Where did it disappear to? Oh, here it is. So many books. Oh, Hashem. And then here, this is the heavenly, oh my gosh, you have to see some of these pictures. It's like very, very pleasing to the eye. I mean, even just like you just jump into the water. Beautiful. So, well, show them the cover,
0: Maryam, show them. Miriam, show them the cover of the book, oh, Heavenly the Waters. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. And we're, gonna, uh, we're
0: gonna also post, we're gonna also post, I know a lot of people, a lot of my followers, they don't know a lot about the mitzvah. So it's definitely a great book to, to get introduced, to the concept of the mitzvah. And believe me, going to the mix line and, and, having sh- and having this is, is so beneficial. It renews your marriage. It, it's, I that, that's a whole class unto itself. So strongly recommend, again, that book also. Oh, Miriam, pleasure. thank you so much. Thank you. Miriam, you're welcome to Miami always. You're welcome to Miami. Thank I will hire you. you. Get out of L.A. It's dangerous over there. Come to Miami okay beautiful
1: over here i promise we will right? take you up on it and we'll do the evolution okay. center again and we'll do beautiful. a sugar come, by come, you come. again when the time is
0: come, right come. A beautiful okay uh, so Guys, have all a great the viewers
2: night. for all the viewers who had questions that were an answer please send an email to breastlovepower at gmail.com and if you want to uh so look great. up all of the books mentioned just uh google miriam Yerushalmi, and all of her works would pop up
1: And this one, this one, amazing, also amazing book.
2: All right. Thank
1: you, everyone. Thank you. Have a
0: great night. night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you. Blessings to you all.